Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Welcome, Miami Dolphins fans, to another episode of On the Fin Side. Here with Brian Catanzaro and Paul Pickin, we are talking about the San Diego Chargers matchup with the Miami Dolphins here. Uh, as the Dolphins are a surprising 4-4 four and four after a 1-4 and four start, you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, as well as subscribing to us on iTunes and on YouTube as well. So, Paul, uh, you know, it's been a few weeks since we've we've been back, and uh, by the looks of it, it, I think we should take a hiatus more often. The Dolphins have been doing nothing but winning ever since we've been gone. Yeah, as I say, and surprisingly, Miami's found a ground game. I mean, Ajayi has half a thousand yards uh, since, since last we got together, and, and the, the ironic thing here is we really didn't miss that much time. So, it, it, he's rushed for, I believe, 529 yards over the last three games, which is astronomical and, and kind of exciting to see. I mean, he just gets stronger as games go on and as, as the season's going on. He seems to be getting stronger and actually having fun out there, along with a number of other Dolphins. Actually seeing them have fun on the field is huge. Yeah, and it's not a fluke either. I mean, Jay Ajayi this year, 108 carries, 646 yards, averaging six yards a pop, which leads the league. And he's also leading the league in yards after contact, which is no surprise. This guy runs hard. He runs angry. And the Dolphins finally have an identity with Jay Ajayi in the strong running attack. And it's no coincidence either that Ryan Tannehill has not thrown an interception in the last three games either. All of Miami Dolphins victories. This one is going to be a fascinating matchup with the San Diego Chargers. Two teams that really do need to win. The Chargers here are four and five on the year coming off winning three of their last four games. They beat some pretty worthy opponents, uh, beat the Denver Broncos, beat the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and then beat the surging Tennessee Titans last week, 43 to, to 35 in a matchup. Initial thoughts on this matchup with the Chargers? Well, I, I think it's going to come down to the trenches, as, as it seems to every week. And, and really, you know, the Chargers, I believe, have the fifth-best run defense in the NFL right now, which is going to be a little bit of a challenge, but... We saw what, what Ajayi was able to do against the Jets last weekend, uh, running for 111 yards, even against their defensive front. And he seemed to do better once uh, Muhammad Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson got back on the field after you know getting benched for having the uh, undisciplined approach to being a professional. So I'm very intrigued to see if, if Miami's offensive line can continue to do what they've been able to do since they got healthy and, and really win that battle in the trenches and let Ajayi run free. If they're able to do that, it's not really going to matter too much what San Diego is able to put together on offense because Miami will be able to 
move the ball and control the clock in that scenario. Yeah, those trenches are important. And, you know, last week I think everybody expected the Dolphins to have a really difficult time running the football against the Jets. And, you know, in certain parts of the game they did. But you look at the stat sheet at the end of the game, JHI has 111 yards, um, you know, including two 20-plus runs in the final drive that really put the exclamation point on this victory. Yeah. The chargers too. Yeah. They, they have a very strong run defense headed by a nose tackle. Brandon Nebane has been given a lot of people problems. Hopefully Mike Pouncey is able to neutralize that matchup, but going in, in more depth for the chargers, um, run defense. You look at the last four running backs. They faced good ones too. CJ Anderson, 10 carries 37 yards. Devonte Freeman, 15 for 58. Devontae Booker, 19 for 54. DeMarco Murray, 14 for 50. Uh, JHIA definitely has his work cut out for him in this game. And, and Ryan Tannehill, too, is going to have to exploit some of these matchups downfield. Um, and looking at those matchups, Paul, speaking of those, Dolphins Injury Report released 10 players on the Dolphins injury report, questionable one out. The only person that's listed as out at this point is cornerback Xavier Howard, who is rounding back into form. But you look at the the players who are questionable. Uh, Jarvis Landry was limited in practice. Kenny Stills was too. They're both questionable. So is Leontay Carew. I don't see Devontae Parker on this injury report, so this could be a game for Parker to break out here too. So looking at the Chargers injuries, a lot of them. I mean, uh, a wide receiver, you know, they, they lost Keenan Allen earlier this year, who's their superstar receiver. Uh, he went down for the year. Travis Benjamin, their second receiver that they spent a lot of money on, is doubtful for this contest. And maybe even more importantly, at inside linebacker, the Chargers are going to be missing Denzel Perryman and their uh, hotshot rookie, Jatavis Brown. So, Paul, there, there could be a lot of injury problems here for the Chargers. Yeah, and one one guy that's on the injury report for for the Chargers, uh, Tyree Williams, he's been questionable every week. Um, he, he's a guy that essentially has been dealing with some chronic knee issues um, all season, but he's played through it pretty well every week thus far and, and played at a pretty high level. So I'm not counting on him to be out at this point. But, yeah, those inside linebacker injuries could really, really, really hurt the Chargers, especially given the fact that Miami's been such a powerhouse in the running game this week. The offensive line not only has done a good job controlling the line of scrimmage, they've been getting after it at the second level. So you start bringing those backup linebackers in, and they're really going to have a lot to prove out there uh, in terms of what they're able to handle from from Miami's line and the holes they're opening. Ajayi's not a guy that goes down to arm tackles. And Damian Williams has been doing a phenomenal job in spelling him. He, He looks like a whole different player from the one that we've seen the past few years that none of us really wanted on the team anymore because he just wasn't doing anything. And so, yeah, that's, I think the lot of what it's going to come down to here. A lot of injury, and also they're going to be missing left tackle King Dunlop. Uh, Chris Hairston is supposed to be replacing him out at that left tackle spot. But yeah, a lot of uncertainty at that inside linebacker position with Perryman, Brown, and Manti Teo out. Uh, Josh Perry, the rookie from Ohio State, and Corey Toomer expected to start at inside linebacker for him. The bigger matchup and the one I'm really looking at, Paul, is uh, their speed rushers. Joey Bosa, the third overall pick of the draft, who uh, has 
really shown that that he's an elite player already. Has four sacks on the year. Keep in mind, this is a guy that missed all training camp. And you have Melvin Ingram outside, too. So it's going to be a big matchup with... Uh, outside with offensive tackles, Brandon Albert and Juwan James, because another thing the Dolphins have been doing over the last couple of weeks is limiting that pass rush of the opposing defense. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting contest. I, I, I see this matchup very big for both teams. If the Dolphins can neutralize Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram at that outside linebacker spot, I think that they're going to be able to find those receivers downfield. Paul, uh, another area that you'd like to look at, too. Um, one area that I'm really going to be keeping a close eye on, it, it really seems like week in and week out, uh, the return game for the Dolphins just gets better and better and better, as well as their coverage units. Uh, Spencer Pastinger, who I'm not a huge fan of on, on defense, um, has been phenomenal in coverage, as well as the rest of the coverage units. But then you look at Jakeem Grant, who really should have had that punt return touchdown last week. The NFL's come out and said that there shouldn't have been an illegal block on that play, as well as Kenny Drake. Uh, yep. Kenny Drake in the return game has been lights out as well, and Jarvis Landry, when he does get out there, is a little bit explosive too. I don't see Landry returning punts given his shoulder injury this week. But watching Jakeem Grant, watching Kenyon Drake return kicks and punts, they are helping Miami win that field position battle and just getting absolutely explosive as they settle into those roles. So that's really an area that could be huge for the Dolphins on a week-in, week-out basis, not just this week as we're moving forward here. I absolutely love Jakeem Grant. I hope that he gets involved a little bit more on offense, especially if the Dolphins receivers struggle to separate like they did last week when Ryan Tannehill just threw for 39 yards uh, in the final you know, 27 minutes of the game. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's exciting to know that you know. You're first of all, yes, it should have been a punt return for touchdown. Should have been Jakeem Grant's second one of the year, which basically would have assured him being in the Pro Bowl. And then you try to avoid him, and then you kick it to Kenyon Drake. He takes it to the house. You're you're winning by four with with uh, just five minutes left. Huge return. Uh, game possibilities for the for the Dolphins. So, Paul, looking at this matchup, uh, everything that we've talked about, uh, what is your prediction? I really think Miami pulls up, pulls this one out and pulls away. I, I think 33-17. I do think that Ajayi is going to continue his success on the ground, but I think Damian Williams is going to have a little bit bigger week and a little bigger role, as well as Jakeem Grant. Uh, given the injuries in the wide receiving core right now, given some of the health concerns, and given the fact that I do think Miami's offensive line will be able to control the trenches, especially they're up with uh, the inside linebackers being out, I think Miami could really pull away in 33-17 Miami, which feels nice to be able to say with a little bit of confidence again. You bet. And uh, Melvin Gordon runs for 196 yards last week against the Titans, but I, I think he'll have a little bit more of a difficult time this week against Miami's run defense. That you know, other than two Matt Forte runs last week, you know, did pretty well. Other than those two runs, 17 carries for 53 yards out of Forte and Bilal Powell. Uh, I, I think. Ingram comes a little bit, or excuse me, uh, Gordon comes back down to earth a little bit this week. 
And even though I feel the Dolphins may be due for a loss here, I don't think they will lose. I think they will go on the road and beat the Chargers because of the injury problems that they have. Um, you know, yes, you, you talked about Tyrell Williams, a wide receiver, has played well on pace for over 1,000 yards receiving this year with Phillip Rivers, but he too is questionable. Travis Benjamin, I don't expect uh, to play in this game, so they really lose a home run threat there. Uh, Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry have been have been hurt as well, and they're both questionable in this contest. Should play, though. Overall, I, I look for the Dolphins to, to stay with the ground game, pound away, pound away, pound away, and then start to see some things break free in the fourth quarter. I'm going to go with the Chargers, um, or the Dolphins over the Chargers, 24-20. to 20. Yeah, and, and something you pointed out as well, is while, while Miami may be due for a loss, um, and I know I don't want to steal your thunder because I know you've pointed out a lot of stats out on Facebook and in some other places about this. Miami's stretch of games coming up, while they do have a decent West Coast trip right now before coming home to face the 49ers, Miami's got a lot of very winnable games in in the coming weeks. And uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, throw a little bit more of the stats and figures out about that. The Dolphins don't face an opponent with a winning record to week 16. You, you look at the next six games that they play. They play at San Diego this weekend, which is probably their toughest one on the schedule until week 16 when they play at Buffalo. So you've got at San Diego, you've got at L.A., you've got the 49ers in Miami, at Baltimore, Arizona at home, and, and at New York. I mean, I, I look at that schedule and think – um, you, you could see four or five wins out of those six games, and you may need four or five wins because the Dolphins could. You would think that if for them to make the playoffs and to get a wild card with the Chiefs, Raiders, and Broncos in the same in, in this conference that are probably going to win ten games each. Yeah, you, you really probably have to be nine and five. Uh, or 10-4 and heading into those last two games at Buffalo and and against the New England Patriots. So, yeah, this it's harsh to say that the Dolphins need to need to really win the next three or four games, but it, that, that may be what it takes. And it's also what happens when you start off one and four like the Dolphins uh, have been doing. But it is, like you said, Paul, nice to talk about a Dolphins game and a Dolphins prediction with a little bit of confidence. Yeah, and when you look at where the Dolphins are at right now, I mean, they've come through probably the toughest stretch of the season. And the fact that they're in third place for the wild card right now, which, make no mistake, as it stands right now, I know we pointed it out, after week three, which seemed insane, but really, given the way the Patriots were playing at the time, it still holds water. Um, Miami's really playing for the wild card because they got behind the eight ball. If they win the division, all the better, but it, it, it's a tough road to sled um, trying to catch up at this point. But given that fact, Miami really does control their own destiny in terms of going for the wild card here. Uh, the two teams ahead of them have to play each other a couple more times, and uh, that in and of itself could allow Miami to easily be able to take that wild card. They continue to have fun, they continue to stay healthy, and continue to find success in the ground game and not make those critical mistakes. And not only that, even when they do make the critical mistakes, like when you look last week, that the two drop passes on that one drive when they took over, and then Madar dropping the snap on, on a punt. Miami could have folded up very easily right there, and instead they they nutted up and, and took control of that game back in a scenario that they really could have been behind the eight ball. So seeing that from the Miami Dolphins is really exciting for me right now. Seeing the fact that Miami really is in contention for that wild card and controls their own fate. The teams behind them 
They've already got wins over. I think Buffalo's the one most immediately on their heels, and Miami holds the tiebreaker with them at this point in time. So getting those divisional wins, getting in position to be able to make a run at this thing, it, it's exciting. I'm I'm absolutely stoked for it, and I'm excited too. And when you look at what I'm most excited about, it's Adam Gase and Vance Joseph in this in this coaching staff. Really, for once, um, we're in comparison to really the last decade with Cam Cameron and Tony Sperano and Joe Philbin. Uh, I'm actually seeing a coaching staff getting the most out of its players. You you take a look at the buttons Adam Gase pushed with Jay Ajayi, benching him in week one, benching Byron Maxwell in week four, and now you see how well, how much much better Maxwell has been playing over the last few games. Uh, Juwan James bench. Now, over the last few, few weeks, the guy's playing better at right tackle than he ever has. Pushing those buttons has been absolutely huge for this coaching staff. Agree. It's respond or we'll find somebody who will. And that's something that's been needed. And they found creative ways to utilize guys. I know Jakeem Grant had a drop when they went to uh, finally utilize him in the screen game last week. But the fact that they were putting him out on the field on offense shows that there's a lot more to come here. And I'm excited. Absolutely. So uh, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on iTunes, as well as YouTube. Oh, there we we've, go. got, we've got Spreaker, we've got YouTube. We're all over the place now, which is... We are awesome. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so follow us here as we continue to talk through the Miami Dolphins season. I, I want to I throw out a quick thing here before uh, we jump Oh, oh yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Um, Go I, I want to give Dolphins NYC a, a big shout-out, A, for last weekend. I know uh, my father and I, and a friend of ours went up to watch the game with them, and it's still absolutely a phenomenal time. I, I do miss seeing Michelle up there, but you know what? Those guys pack that bar every week. And any of you Dolphin fans that are out there, they've still got the MetLife takeover coming up. I believe there are tickets still available, but I'm not sure how much longer that'll be for. Make sure you go out to uh, DolphinsNYC.com or to the Dolphins NYC Facebook page. Take a look at, at the MetLife takeover. I mean, we've I think we've got four of the top five um, single-game ticket sales records up there. Great time. We've had 1,200-something fans sitting together. Steven Ross has come out to the tailgate before. Minority owner Fergie's come out. Tom Garfinkel and Jason Jenkins, who have always been wonderful to, to our show, have come out a number of times, as well as goofy folks like Andrew Abramson and Omar Kelly, which you may or may not be excited for them to come out. So there's always something interesting there, and it's a really great time. So make sure, if you're listening, you at least check it out and see what's going on with that, because if you can get in on it, it's worth it. It really is. Well, Dolphins NYC does a great job, not just for the Dolphins, but also in the community as well. So keep up the good work, guys. And that will do it for our preview of the San Diego Chargers-Miami Dolphins matchup. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fifth side. So, Lodi, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fifth side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fifth Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in To see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again We rep our team, you can't change, stop or ruin it All we need is to figure what to do to win Fans radio, live and direct Win or lose, we're showing up for every contest No puppet talk, it's all raw and unfiltered Voice of the fans when the season looks peculiar Rockin' Apple on
lounge over here, then you familiar. Every week they coming through our speakers to fulfill the crap we have to hear about our team and all the latest news. Vets, the rookies trying to make the team paying dues. Current players and alumni interviews. City to city, state to state, follow the moves. Call the hotline, Dolphins talk, set to go. Best sports team and show all across the globe. Fin ain't the left side. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.